listening to Throw the Podcast, brought to you by ThrowTheX.com, the very best in mediocre wrestling journalism. And now your hosts, Jay Gunter and Ben Conrad. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Throw the Podcast. I am your host, Jay Gunter, and with me, as always, he is the king of New York. He is the new face of Purell hand sanitizer. He is Ben Conrad. Ben, how you doing? I'm doing great, Jay. Love Purell, hate New York. Listen, happy Easter, everybody. Sorry it took us so long. Um, if you're listening through Wrestling News World, welcome to Throw the Podcast, uh, the greatest mediocre wrestling podcast you will ever listen to. You know what? I, I, having said that, Jay, I do want to keep this kind of brief. I've got Game of Thrones on tonight. Yeah, you need some Game of Thrones. And, uh, you know, I wanted to, before we start, I just want to thank everybody for sticking it out with us. I, I know we had to take a little, uh, I don't know, gap in service, but, you know, we had to finish up some things and we are now officially with Wrestling News World. Um, I know you heard us over WrestleMania weekend. With uh, the man himself, Thomas Fenton. Yeah, with with Thomas Fenton. And uh, and here we go. So so Ben touched on it. We had a uh, superstar shakeup. Uh you know, different wrestlers moving to Raw, a few going to SmackDown, and and we had some fun stuff going on in the independent scene. And I, Ben, you wanna you wanna clue the people in on what's going on over there? Well, yeah, of course. Uh, really, really, we should have talked about this before we started. I wanted to talk more religion um, before we got into the the good stuff. But CM Punk now was at a uh, MKE wrestling event. It was called the Last Night in West Alice. Okay, at a, at a small Knights of Columbus, like a three hundred seating. Uh, gymnasium okay um he came out wearing a mask it was rumored for a while then it was confirmed you know he was seen earlier that day wearing the exact same hoodie and once you kind of put two and two together you watch the video if you haven't seen it yet watch it it's cm punk he hits the uh, gts on a wrestler in the ring and causes him the match um the reason i want to touch on this jay is because it's been so long since we've seen cm punk in a wrestling ring of any type independence, WWE, whatnot. Is this something that is going to lead to other things, Jay? Um, or is this something that, you know, because this is like where CM Punk got his start. You know, he was he was backstage. He was just hanging out. He was invited. Was this kind of a one and done? Like, hey, Punk, you want to hop in the ring for a minute and, and do something with a mask? Or it, it, is there future plans for him? Yeah, and and Ben, no, no, there's no future plans for him. I I think it was just Punk being Punk. I think you know there was an opportunity there, and he said, "Hey, you know, let's have some fun. I'll I'll throw a mask on because word is so he he got to the event. He waited in his car pretty much the entire time. He did his little run in, and then as soon as he did his run in, he ran back out, still in his mask, and he left. Um. Another rumor said that he was supposed to hit the GTS and take the mask off and everyone would cheer because it'd be CM Punk. And he didn't even want to do that. He didn't even want to show his face. So to me, I mean, Punk, he's been over this a million times that he doesn't want to come back to professional wrestling. And I just think this was an opportunity for him to have a little fun. He was in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament uh, right before this. And I think he was just in the area and said, eh, why the hell not? You know, it, it'll be a good time. We'll we'll get some laughs out of this one. And, and that was pretty much the end of it. 
Okay. I just, I wanted to touch on that. I think it was uh, kind of just an interesting little tidbit I've been seeing on the internet. And uh, I'm sure a lot of you out there have been seeing it too. Um, sorry that we don't have, you know, much information to go on right now other than what Jay said. Um, and Jay's a pretty smart guy. So, you know, what he says is, is usually true about 50% of the time. Going from that, Jay, I want to talk about not necessarily more independence, but other promotions outside of WWE. Because another thing I'm hearing a lot about is The Undertaker and his contract status. It's a, it's a big question right now. Um, he has signed another deal with WWE. Okay, that mm-hmm. is, that's confirmed. That's a real thing. But this WWE contract now, is it mainly to keep The Undertaker from these outside bookings, outside autograph signings? Um, because, you know, it, it kind of started when Undertaker was announced for the StarCast 2 convention uh, the same weekend as the AEW event, which is basically affiliated with AEW. It might as well be an AEW event that The Undertaker is contractually obligated to attend now. Um, is that WWE kind of realizing what they had after they lost it and wanting to make up for it or does this contract jay um have any any wrestling um penned uh in ink um more specifically in saudi arabia uh pretty soon um and with elias you know throwing all the the subtle hints out there that they're gonna meet again and blah 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 is this is this wwe kind of covering their ass I, I think it's 90% one, 10% the other. I, I think when The Undertaker signed on to do um, the outside bookings, the you, you know the, the fan accesses and, and the autograph sessions and stuff like that, I, I think the WWE originally thought that he could never go anywhere else, that The Undertaker was WWE for life. It didn't matter if he was under contract or not. He would never do anything outside of the company. And I think it was a swift kick in their ass when they found out that he would. Um, from what I hear, they offered him a contract that they that he basically couldn't refuse. It, it's going to pretty much make him a WWE lifer, which is what they thought he was without having him under contract. Is there going to be some wrestling? I know you mentioned Saudi Arabia. We know that the WWE pulls out all the stops when it comes to those foreign shows, especially the Saudi Arabia's, things like that. So, of course, there's probably going to be a little wrestling in the future. Um, he, he was at WrestleMania. He, he was there. He was under contract at that time. They could have used him. They decided not to. I think the Raw run-in was, I think it was more of a reminder to the people. I think it was more of, of something for us saying, yeah, no, The Undertaker is still WWE. You know, he, he hasn't gone anywhere. All these rumors of him going places can stop. He is still here with us. And, and less more to set up a future storyline, everything like that. Can they circle back and revisit it? Absolutely. Uh, when Saudi Arabia runs rolls around, could you see him and Elias doing something? Sure. I doubt it, but sure. Um, but as, as far as the near term, I don't think you're going to see you know Undertaker showing up on WWE programming and and actually wrestling in a feud. Um, but yeah, but yeah, he's a WWE lifer, and you know they I think both sides pretty much got what they wanted. Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, let's not forget, uh, we'll get to the shakeups in a little bit, but uh, the whole Bray Wyatt situation is kind of up in the air. We've we've seen a promo now uh, for, for Bray. And, um, you know, this could be maybe, you know, a, a last hoorah, something to give the people what they've been asking for. You know, uh, even though it was Sting before that, and it was somebody else before that, and somebody else before that, um, I think, you know, Bray Wyatt would be 
a guy that can be significantly reinserted um, into either brand, preferably the Raw brand, um, where the Undertaker will get more face time. Um, and it could really, I think, do him wonders. So that's just something else to keep in mind. You know, a lot of people have forgotten about Bray Wyatt. Guys, he's coming back. Yeah, yeah, and I couldn't be more excited. I mean, you know, and and you know what? People make fun of me if you want to. Bray Wyatt was always one of my funny, my favorite characters. I, I know he kind of went stale there for a little while, but ever since the beginning of Bray Wyatt, um, especially his promo work, his promo work, and Ben can, can Ben can vouch for this. We would go into the bars and we would, you know, have a couple pops and and lean back, and I would just start cutting Bray Wyatt promos just because I thought that they were hilarious. You know, they never really made any type of sense, but they were always creepy, and and I personally loved it. I can't wait for him to get back. Yeah, well, they, they weren't meant to make sense. They were, you know, it was Bray Wyatt, and after the promo, you kind of look at each other and say, what the hell did this guy say? And the other person goes, well, I have no idea, but it was awesome, <laughs> you know? <laughs> God, hell, the only reason I didn't go was Bray Wyatt to last WrestleMania, and I, I did uh, Jim Balor, Finn Balor's drunken cousin, instead, is because I just can't grow facial hair. It's, it's no. The, it's the German in me, or else I would have been Bray Wyatt. I'm telling you. I would have put 70 pounds on for the role just to be Bray Wyatt for one day. Ben, you need about 170 pounds <laughs> Thanks, to, to, be, to be Bray Wyatt. But that, you know what? Let's get into the meat of it. Let's, nope, let's get nope in. not yet. Not yet. Not yet? I want to stay in the, I want to stay in the other promotions for a second, okay? We'll get into that. We'll get into the shakeups, man. We'll get to <sighs> WWE, but I've got another promotion. It's AEW. People love oh. this shit. Excuse my language. iTunes, I, that'll be the last time I say a curse word. Um, but let's talk about AEW. Makes some people out there happy for a second. Um. The card for Double or Nothing, the um, their first pay-per-view, is right around the corner. The The card was pretty much filled out. You knew who was wrestling who, except for Cody Rhodes. Um, now, it was just announced recently that Cody Rhodes will be facing Dustin Rhodes, a.k.a. Goldust, um, his brother. Now, wh- what are your thoughts on that, Jay? I mean... Me specifically, I think it's cool. I think brothers naturally have chemistry. I think, um, you know, even if they haven't been in the ring as many times as, as, as certain people, I think they just have a natural understanding of each other. Um, they, can, they can bounce off each other very well, and I think it's something that is, is a good promotion. You know, it promotes the event. Having said that, AEW has kind of branded themselves already on the wrestling factor. They are a wrestling show. They are not an entertainment show. Nonetheless, um, this match is probably not going to be a great wrestling match. I mean, unless you see something different. Um, I think it'll be a good match. What do you, what do you think about this, this turn of events now with, with Cody and, and Dustin? Do you think that's a good idea? Do you think it's, you know, I thought it was cool. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And and you know what? Before I get into the question, just to all the Twitter people out there, before you start blowing up our, our Twitter saying that um, All In was the original pay-per-view, we know All In, okay? What Ben is talking about, this is the first official pay-per-view for AEW as a company. Right. So don't say, oh, no, it wouldn't be called Double or Nothing if it was... No, it is the first one. They'll, but Jay, ben, Jay, they'll find a way to blow me up regardless. They'll say, but the, you know, whatever. Yeah, there's okay. there's so much to make fun of you about. That shouldn't be one of them. I can handle it. 
Now back now back to your question. Um, I think it's great. I, uh, I think they both deserve it. I think it's a match that honestly I wanted to see back in the day in WWE when both of them were making runs. Um, I think it's something that's going to cater to both the people, uh, both the types of people. You're going to have your your hardcore wrestling fans that that like to just see the the wrestling and know the independent names and things like that. But it's also going to cater to your more casual fans because they're they know who these people are. Um, Gold Dust has been around forever, forever. He's been on, he's been in WCW, WWE, he's done it all. So you know who this guy is. Now, could, could, um, could he have a better match as far as Cody Rhodes? Could Cody Rhodes have a better match with somebody else? Absolutely. This isn't going to be a five-star match. This isn't going to be something that we're online talking about, you know, the the spots and, and all that fun stuff. But I think that this is perfect for what they're trying to do. And me personally, I can't wait to see it. Okay, good. So we're in agreement. Mm-hmm. I'm well. I'm glad we can agree on that because you're really going to hate me now. Oh Jesus! There's one more, one more indi- There's one more other promotion I want to talk about. I I, for- I forgot completely about this one, and I actually hate myself for bringing it up because I'm cutting my pregame time for Game of Thrones tonight short. But I want to talk for one quick second about Enzo and Big Cass. You know, WrestleMania weekend. We were there in New York, Jay. They crashed the uh, SuperCard event. And they've been unheard from ever since. I want just a quick response from you. Have we seen the end of Big Cass, or do I have to invite him personally on our show and put an end to him myself, Ben Conrad style? I don't want to bring him on the show because I don't want to give him any more promotion than what they've already got. Okay, look, they're both idiots. You do this run-in spot with ROH, you know, during WrestleMania weekend, and then you jump on pretty much every social media outlet you can, and you're calling yourselves the real NWO and saying that you're free agents and you're never going to sign an exclusive contract with anybody and you're going to float around and do whatever you want and work for... Nobody wants you to work for them. Hell, ROH did the run-in angle with you, and now they're, they're not even working with you. The You know, the promotion that actually gave you the shot for it. I, I think... Are they entertaining? Yeah, sometimes. Could I go the rest of my life without seeing another match involving either one of them? Absolutely. And I don't know. That don't don't worry about knowing. I didn't even want a response that long from you. Even though you made a ton of sense, it's not worth it. And by the way, listeners, my Twitter handle is at TTX Wrestling, and my name is Ben Conrad. Big Cass, you now have my information. The ball is in your court, Jay. Let's go to the Superstar Shakeup. Let's start with Raw. Um, saw some, man, saw a lot of big big changes here. I didn't think we'd see as many as we did. Who is your favorite? Well, I'm glad you started with Raw because, I, Ben, I actually have an announcement to make. I know this is our first official podcast with Wrestling News World. You know, we're trying to work out some of the kinks, things like that. And I'm here to announce that this very well be my last podcast ever. Um, ben, I didn't want to. I didn't want to throw this on you like this, but the WWE actually did something that might make me quit wrestling altogether. I I might be done. Can I take a guess? And let me just. I I may very well be wrong. And and just so you you folks out there know, we did not discuss this beforehand. He did mention to me on the phone earlier um, that something happened on Raw that just incredibly pissed him off to the point where he was almost in tears. 
Jay, can I take a swing at this on the air? Yeah, absolutely. Is it the fact that the War Raiders are now the Viking experience? You are damn right that (laughs) they are. Okay, look. I know you too well. They come in as a well-known independent team known as War Machine. They get changed to War Raiders, and I get it. I get it, WWE. Uh, there, there are some trademark issues. There's some copyright issues. WWE likes to put their new spin on things. They call them the War Raiders. And did I like it? No. Could I get behind it? Could, did it kind of wear on me? Yeah, okay, whatever. They're the War Raiders now. They're, you know, basically the same thing. They had to change their name a little bit. Then they get called up to the main roster. You take these poor guys and you change their name to Ivar and Eric. Okay. Do you watch Vikings? Um, Do you watch the, the show Vikings? I, I, I'm i a Game of Thrones guy, as I've stated about nine times already. Yeah. I, I, I don't watch Vikings, though, no. Well, well, you should because those are two characters in Vikings. Oh. So you, so you change their names, which you didn't need to. They, they sound stupid now. And the, the best, you have all these writers, this creative team under contract. You have just these great creative minds. And all these people got together and said, you know what? The Viking experience. That's it. That is the best name. Oh, my God. Why didn't anyone think of this before? Send them out there in front of a live crowd, and let's call them the Viking experience and not expect any back- backlash. Everybody's going to love this. Yeah. Jay, this is this is purely Vince McMahon putting his Vince McMahon touch on something that he did not have to touch. The Vi- The War Raiders are – what is the copyright issue? They're, they were the War Raiders in NXT. NXT is not an affiliate of WWE. NXT is WWE. They are the same company, a different brand of that company. There is no conflict of interest or whatever you want to call it. This is Vince being Vince. Now, I can understand, you know, Alexander Rusev, we want to shorten it up. Uh, Biggie Langston, we want to shorten that up. They do that with a lot of people. I understand those reasons. And you know what? Most of those reasons are good reasons. It makes their name sound better. It makes them more of a household name. Um, you know, would I? Would the Undertaker be a household name if we all know him as Mark Calloway? You know, I don't think so. Nick Nemeth, Dolph Ziggler, no. I just, I get it. But the Viking experience, dude, this blows I, my mind. Ben, I'm giving them a couple weeks. I, I hope they come <laughs> to their senses. But this makes me want to quit wrestling because this is so, so bad. I mean, even if you want to change the name, which is stupid to begin with. Uh, the copyright thing, I, w- I meant going from uh, War Machine to the sure. War Raiders. Yep. But let's, let's say that they got up there and they're like, nope, War Raiders isn't going to work. Number one, it, it wasn't. I know there were some rumors out there that Vince didn't like War being in their name. That's not it. He doesn't care because they still do the War chant coming out. The best you could come up with is the Viking experience. Yeah. Well, you know, if WWE, uh, if producers, executives, if they follow, if they're on Twitter uh, actively and they see what fans are saying about this, it's only a matter of time. You know, they do, they do listen to the people. Contrary to what a lot of you people think, they do. If they didn't, we wouldn't have Kofi Mania or WrestleMania with Becky Lynch. They do listen. Is this something important enough to them to where they're going to go ahead and change it back just because a couple disgruntled wrestling fans? I don't know. But it's just 
it's a topic. It's something that just bugs the hell out of me. And I, I wanted to get off my chest, and I'm sure it maybe might make you guys feel a little bit better that you're not alone. It's a stupid name. The but, Viking freaking experience, Ben. Yeah, you know what, Jay? Hey, you're onto something. If they added fricking between Viking experience, the Viking fricking experience, that's an awesome name. The, I'd buy a t-shirt, the Viking fricking experience. You know what? We should market that. Let's get with Thomas Fenton and let's see if we can get Wrestling News World on those t-shirts. We're going to market that. The Viking fricking experience, Tom, if you're listening... Anyways, hey, Jay, not to, put yes. a, not to put a damper on the Raw shakeup because I thought it was good. On the brighter side, we've got AJ Styles on Monday Night Raw. If you guys didn't watch the main event, I encourage you to do so. Um, it was good. It was suspenseful. I think a lot of us kind of had that feeling it was AJ Styles, the way they were building it up. You don't just build up, you know, who's your, who's your third partner, Uh you know, the entire show and not come out with a banger. And it was a banger. It was AJ Styles, in my opinion, the best wrestler on this planet. Um, Mr. Fenton. I call him Mr. Fenton now. Well, you, you are trying to actually get paid for this. So sign of respect. He was Tommy when we were on Throw the X. But Mr. Fenton feels differently. And we had this conversation in, in New York, Jay. Is he going to mm-hmm. put on a seven and a half star match every night like Kenny Omega or some of these guys from AEW or New Japan, Okada. No, but I think just the well-roundedness of AJ Styles, his ability to carry anybody in the ring from his promos to his wrestling, the way he carries himself, he's just, nope, sorry for the pun, he's just phenomenal. Um, And so, God, I'm glad to see him finally on the uh, red brand. I think they had to get him away from Daniel Bryan for a little while. Um, after that feud, and um, God, I, I couldn't be happier. You know, it's because Raw is a three-hour show. You know, so the more the more guys that I really, really enjoy and uh, that are on that show, the better for me because I've got to sit through it. You know, and and I'm sure you know maybe I took your favorite. That's the question that I asked you originally. Who's your your top guy from Raw? Um, yeah. Any, anybody else? I mean. There's a ton of people, and ton of and, them. and you know what? You're absolutely right. AJ Styles, they, there was rumors of him crossing brands last year, and mm-hmm. they kept him on SmackDown, and, and he got a good run, the whole house that AJ Styles built thing, mm-hmm. but but you're absolutely right, man. It was time, and not only that, but they bring him over. He, he's got some fresh people to go after. He's, he's going to have some new matches. It's not going to be AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. It's going to be, you know, AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, which I don't like Bobby Lashley, but whatever. It's still going to be there. You know, Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin. There's a bunch of guys that he's going to have new, fresh feuds with, and he's going to be able to do new, great things with because he is. He's one of the most talented guys on the roster. As far as my favorite and it, this actually turns into a question for you, Ben, because I, I haven't got to talk to you about this all that much. Um, you know, and maybe the people know, my my favorite wrestler right now is Aleister Black, mm-hmm. and he is a member of the Raw roster. My question for you is not only is he a new member of the Raw roster, but his tag team partner, Ricochet, is also a member of the Raw roster. Mm-hmm. There, there was a lot of things going around that they should be split up, that they were going to get split up. Um, of course, they're originally singles competitors. When they were brought over to the main brand, they were just kind of packaged as a tag team to kind of introduce them and get them going. 
with Alistair Black and Ricochet, what do you think? Should they have been split up? Uh, Jay, I'm going to make my answer simple, and it's no. Um, the reason I say that, am I kind of confused? Am I a little upset at the fact that these two guys are basically out there for badass entrances and big spots in the ring um, and, you know, just kind of, I don't know, crowd crowd pleasers, if you will, with no real direction right now. Yeah, it's upsetting because these guys do deserve better. But Jay, they haven't been on the roster that long. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Let's try to, you know, understand that they're trying to get these, these WWE fans who are different than NXT fans. They're trying to get the WWE universe familiar with these guys. Um, and to, to break them up right now without any feuds without any storylines uh, mapped out for them, I think will be a horrible mistake. That's when guys get lost in the mid card and we see it happen week in and week out in WWE. They bring somebody in with no storyline and they fall back and they stay there the rest of their career. And these are two guys, Jay, um, that don't deserve that. These are two guys that deserve better. So keep them together. Let them do their cool entrances. Let them Tear it down in the ring um, with all their their spots, and let let the people get behind them. Let let the WWE universe. I guess what I'm trying to say is force the WWE to push these guys. Let them turn on each other. Turn one of them. You know, let it be a, a classic breakup of a tag team WWE style. Let it happen naturally. I I, I think separating them now is just is just a waste of two just tremendous talents. I disagree, Ben. I, I, I totally get where you're coming from, and I don't disagree on that. I, I don't say that your logic is wrong. Well, that it's, hurts my feelings, you saying <laughs> that, because I thought, like, I had a great point. And the whole time I was talking, I'm like, God, Jay is never going to disagree with this. How is anybody going to argue my point right now? But please, go ahead. Alistair Black and Ricochet are singles competitors. Um, Alistair Black and Ricochet were only thrown together, in my opinion, what, to introduce them to the main roster. Um, they, they didn't even have a tag team entrance when they were originally introduced. Um, I think it was almost a knee-jerk reaction to get them on the main roster. I think with them being split, you could have kept Alistair Black and Ricochet both faces, and you could have pushed them in different directions. Now... Does that mean that that's the right way to go? Not necessarily, because what's going to end up, well, at least what I hope is going to end up happening, is you're going to have Aleister Black turn on Ricochet. Aleister Black is actually a natural heel. If you look at his character, if you look at his mannerisms, hell, if you look at his entrance, Aleister Black is actually a heel. Where he got screwed up is he is so damn good. NXT doesn't give a damn about your character, minus maybe Ciampa. L, or, or NXT is going to cheer you if you are just out of your mind, insanely talented, and doing what they're enjoying in the ring. And Aleister Black fell into that. Aleister Black was so good that they didn't have a choice but to give him a little face run because <laughs> that's just the reactions that he was getting. Ricochet's over. Ricochet's over with the, the WWE Universe. So is Aleister Black, not as much as Ricochet. Uh, the people are loving the Ricochet flips and, and all that, which, by the way, let me throw in throw this in here. With the current WWE schedule and the amount of house shows that they do and the amount of, you know, live tape or live um, shows that you see on TV, you know, the pay-per-views, all that stuff, 
there is no way that Ricochet is going to still be wrestling five years from now. Because the amount of stuff that he does, the wear and tear on his body, and the amount that he's going to have to do it, there's no way that this man stays healthy long enough to, to, to you know, make it into the twilight of, of his career. Um, but, sorry, tangent. Anyways, have Aleister Black turn on Ricochet, and just please, God, push Aleister Black as the heel. Push him as the Ciampa that was going to be before his neck injury. Make him just the most evil person possible and don't have him lose stupid matches. Don't have him, you know, just in mediocrity. Give him the platform that he deserves as a heel. And at the same time, you can use that to propel Ricochet, you know, into stardom. It can give him an even bigger boost to be the face of your company. Agree. Um, Tangent or not, Jay, everything you said was just spot on. Um... I agree with you. Uh, I want to get to SmackDown, but before I before I get to SmackDown, Jay, um, there were so many other names. I we can't possibly touch Game of Thrones is in an hour. I mean, I want uh, Andrade, Rey Mysterio, who um, may end up working together in some format. I think you know it's been talked about bringing them two guys in as a tag team. Um, I think that might be cool because you know the Rey Mysterio shtick is. Wearing on me a little, Jay. It's it's kind of the same old. It's 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 becoming the Randy Orton um, that I didn't want to see. You know, being that underdog who just, you know, he's over. Obviously, he's over. He's he's Rey Mysterio, but he doesn't have that Daniel Bryan underdog feel to him. He doesn't have that Kofi Kingston underdog feel to him. Um, so I think. Putting him on with another talent, especially Andrade, uh, somebody who could use the boost, would be good for both of these guys. Um, Lacey Evans, who is the next Raw Women's Champion, in my opinion, um, she gets, Jesus, I mean, she gets a uh, a Raw shot at the title right away. I mean, she, until this point on WWE, she's done nothing but walk down the ramp and, and walk back up. Um, but you knew it was coming. She's got the talent. She's got the look. She's got the, the mic skills. Um, excuse me, it was only a matter of time. So I'm happy to see her actually doing something in the ring. Um, you got the Miz, Jay. Welcome we, home, Miz. Welcome back to Raw. We do, and, and he deserves it. He does. And you know, like I said before, Jay, Raw is a three-hour show, which is why it's got a different audience than SmackDown. It's a uh, kind of a more entertainment-type show. Um, appeals to a different crowd. And that's the kind of guy that The Miz is. He's entertaining. He's somebody that can, you know, I was going to say take up time, but that didn't sound very polite to say of The Miz. Mm -hmm. It's somebody who can take up valuable time and and make it enjoyable, if that makes any sense. Um, It does. Okay, so welcome home, Miz. Who else? We We got the Usos. Perhaps the best tag team on the planet. I know you love you some Uso, even though you pronounce it weird. Uso. Oh, is that got, how you say it? Yeah, you got better. You used to pronounce it with a uh, a Z instead of a, a S. The first S was a I, Z. So you you used to say Uzo. Uzo. Yeah, yeah. That's but that's not how you say it. It's Uso. I, I feel like we're saying the same thing. Oh, hey, Ben, breaking news. Yeah. Just came across. Um, EC3 is still employed by the WWE. Oh my God! You're is he's on yeah. Raw, right? 
Yeah, reading right here. EC3, a part of the Raw roster, it's still employed by WWE. He, I know he's been missing for, I don't know, six months now, but but he is. He still you're, has a job. You're kidding. And they didn't have Braun Strowman squash him yet? Oh, wait. Sorry. Too yeah, soon. Way to, way to ruin it. And um, you said <laughs> Lacey Evans. Eric Young is still around. Oh, yep. little tidbit about Eric Young. So so they broke up uh, Sanity, you know, the, the Sanity that they called up with, with a bunch of... Uh, you know, creepy vignettes or vignettes or beignets. I don't give a damn. And they broke them up. And Alexander Wolf posted, hey, it's been a great run. See you later, WWE. And everyone's like, oh, Alexander Wolf's gone. He shows up on uh, WWE NX or uh, yeah, NXT UK. He's on WWE NXT UK now. So there's a little bit for you. And uh, Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander is now a member of the Raw roster. Ben, give me some SmackDown, please. Um, Wait, hold on. No. Why I'm are not waiting. No. Why are you moving so fast today? I'm, I'm like, I don't know. For some reason, I'm usually the one that wants to just get this, because get it all out of my system. But man, slow it down. No, Ben. Game of Mon- Thrones is on in 40 minutes. Jay, there's one... <sighs> Big thing that happened on Raw that you are missing, possibly the biggest thing of the night. This was not Monday Night Raw. This was not the Raw shakeup show. This was the Sami Zayn show. And if you did not watch Monday Night Raw somewhere in the middle of that show, Sami Zayn had one of the most entertainment segments I have watched on Monday Night Raw in a long time. Alexa Bliss called him out to be on the... the what, what is she called? The... Bl- uh. Moment of bliss. Moment Moment of of bliss, yeah. Yeah, she she needs help on that show. And she got it from Sami Zayn, and she especially got it from that crowd in Montreal, Canada. Um, You know, they've got that French-Canadian dialect, a little different from your Michigan-Canadian dialect that you speak with. Um, But he took that crowd. They ate him up, and he ate them up right back. I mean, they were just exchanging... I mean, him and the crowd were just pretty much 69 in the whole night because Sami Zayn comes out to his music and got the biggest pop of the night by far. Started talking, and somewhere in the producer truck, Vince McMahon was on his headset, and you know what? He said, play that music one more time because that was awesome. And so they did. And you can tell by Sami Zayn's facial expressions that he was not expecting it. And when he hopped back up out of his chair and started doing the Sami Zayn dance and leading the crowd on more chants, it got even louder and more rowdy. And he sat back down, and here's where you think the interview is going to take place. But then somebody gets back on a headset and says, play it again. They played his music one more time, and this time he just, you've seen the look on Sami Zayn's face. He smiled and said, what is going on back there? Slumped down off his chair and started going into the... Elvis knee shake, whatever Sami Zayn does. And it just got better from there. He went full-blown heel on this crowd and said, I am from here, but I am not one of these people. And the crowd turned hard. um, And they let him have it. It was just a a great exchange. Go back and watch it, even if you've seen it. That's fun, man. That's That's Monday Night Raw for you. That's what you like to see week to week, you know? And it's just rare that you do see a segment like that. So, yeah, in my opinion, Jay, I'll, I'll end it with that. I'm sorry. I'm ranting now. But, man, that was it was the Sami Zayn show. Ben, I'm actually going to allow that because I, I totally forgot about that part of Sami Zayn, and it was. <laughs> Sami Zayn was 
awesome. Yeah. And uh, it, he made me laugh throughout the entire thing. I was laughing. Yeah, um, and he's getting he's getting big props uh, backstage for that too. The way he handled that. So now we can go to SmackDown. I know you're in a hurry. You got stuff to do. Well, there, there's one particular person that I'm really excited to talk about that is now a member of SmackDown. But first, be, before we get to it, I know you allowed me to air my grievances about Raw and about the Viking freaking experience. So I'm going to give you the same opportunity. Ben, SmackDown Live got a bunch of people. Not as much as Raw, but they did get a bunch of people and some huge names. Um, give it to me, buddy. What'd you think? Did you got one? Did you got two? Did you got ten? You know, I don't have any... I don't think I have any grievances to air. Um, I think the, the obvious standout from the SmackDown shakeup is Roman Reigns. Um, he's uh, he's going to fill that main event spot for probably the better part of this year. Um, Finn Balor. You guys know I love me some Finn Balor. That's, that's, that's my guy. Um... He's now a member of SmackDown. Am I okay with that? You know, it something's got to give, right? Is that the saying? Mm-hmm. If it, you know, if 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 it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Is another saying. But guys, he was broke. The WWE broke him. Now they've got to fix him. So what? What better? Ch- opportunity than right now to move him to SmackDown Live. New feuds, fresh faces. Um, he's still got the Intercontinental strap, um, which, you know, immediately puts him in the championship scene. But my problem with this, Jay, is that it's not with guys that I want to see him particularly feuding with. I feel like there's a Randy Orton um, feud um, in the midst whether it's sooner or later, could be at the end of the year, I don't know. And that just, it kind of irks me. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see him get caught up in a feud that is in the middle of a pay-per-view that people go to the bathroom um, during. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't want to, because he deserves better. You know, the Intercontinental Championship is is an honor. It's something that I'm glad he has, but... I don't know, Jay. I'm, I, I kind of, I am airing my grievances, aren't I? I said See? I wasn't gonna, I said I wasn't gonna do it, but then I got emotional because, like, I just want the best for people that I like. You know what I mean? People that actually deserve it, I think, deserve the best because of how hard they work. And I don't think he's getting it right now. Maybe it'll change. I don't know. Ben, I got a name for you. Um, and then I have a Jay Gunter conspiracy theory for you, also. Oh, God. My, my name for you is, well, before that, okay, so Finn Balor, uh, you're right. He he gets moved over. Um, he was pretty broken. I mean, we talked about it. If you go back and listen to our past podcasts, there was times that Finn Balor, the best thing that he was doing was being in an intergender tag team. That was pretty much his deal for, I don't know, three, four months. Um One that I think that you can keep your eye on, not even keep your eye on, because there's no guarantee that these two are going to get together, but it's something that I don't think that the WWE Universe in particular would be looking forward to, but it'd be something that we, as actual wrestling fans, would be looking forward to. And if you're listening to this podcast, you know, we kind of include you with us. That name is also a new member of SmackDown. Um, He most recently wrestled for 205 Live. 
He most recently was a champion at 205 Live. That name is Buddy Murphy. Mm-hmm. And I think that that would be an awesome feud. What do you think? Um, I think wrestling-wise, um, it would be some of the best stuff we've seen um, on either brand in a while. Um, yes. Uh, feuding-wise, you know, CJ storylines are always just... They're going to do what they want to do. I have no say in that kind of stuff. So what I go off of is the chem- the wrestling. It w- these guys can both, these guys carry guys night in and night out. So will the wrestling be absolutely fantastic? Of course it will. You, with the right storyline, it could be something special. Okay. And but it's, are- it's, it's all about finding that right storyline, Jay. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Do you, are you putting your faith in WWE to find that? storyline no. with Finn Balor? No, or? God, no. No. Okay. Ben, how many times have we talked about this? Any, my deep down desire, one that I don't normally share publicly unless I'm drinking or, you know what, I share it all the time. I really don't care. I hope that the XFL succeeds. I hope the XFL succeeds in such a fashion that Vince McMahon is all encompassed by it and has no choice but to let Triple H actually take over the majority of the booking so we can see some of the booking that he's doing in NXT actually on the main roster. That's what I want to happen. Yeah. Wow. You. I'm almost tempted to go out and buy a He Hate Me jersey right now. Dude, I'm telling you. Um, you want to hear my, my conspiracy or my, my, uh, my theory here? You make me nervous when you say things like that, but I'm sure there's a lot of people listening right now that would love to hear that. So Finn Baylor gets moved to SmackDown. There are a couple guys currently on SmackDown that by all reports won't be on SmackDown here pretty soon. As a matter of fact, these guys are rumored to be on their way out of WWE. You haven't seen them in a while. Um, but Finn Baylor's quite, you know, familiar with him. That's, of course, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. For those of you who don't know, when they were in New Japan Pro Wrestling, they were members of the Bullet Club uh, that was actually led by Finn for a time. I have a small conspiracy theory about this, and there is no backing. I, I have no inside information. I have zero to go off of. This is just Jay sitting back, drinking, and then dreaming of this. Do you think it's possible that Finn is over on SmackDown to reform the Bullet Club? Maybe not as the Bullet Club, but get back with those guys. Maybe do the Baylor Club that they were trying to push not too long ago and give these guys a reason to stay with WWE. Because my thing is, WWE is making a concentrated effort to not allow talent to leave. Because talent can now go to AEW. And the WWE, I don't want to say they're fearful, but they're they're cognizant. They understand that this is going to be a new promotion that may in the future compete with them. And they want to keep the talent away from them. Do you think they look at Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows and say, Okay, we've never really done anything with these guys. We still don't want them to leave because we know that they'll have the opportunity to go to AEW. And they were previously before this. They were huge international stars. What if AEW can build them up to that? Not only that, but Finn, you know, Luke, all of them have been pushing to reform the Bullet Club since all these guys originally came over, along with AJ Styles. So, Ben, my question to you, do you do you think that this might be the reason that Finn, maybe not the whole reason, but do you think that this could be in the future for these three guys? I think 
anything's possible. I think that'd be awesome. I've been advocating for that for a long time, Jay, as have you, as have a lot of people out there. Um, why not have a Bullet Club reunion? Um, you know, you got AJ Styles kind of out of the picture now to where you don't have to include him in a stable and take away from his uh, his singles run um, that he's surely going to get on Raw. Now you've got... Now you've got the way kind of paved for that, and you make a lot of sense. I never really thought about that in the past, but while you were talking about it, Jay, I had one more thought, and and I, I actually came up with a conspiracy of my own. I don't want to take from yours. Okay. But we talked earlier about the possibility of Bray Wyatt returning soon, which he's set to do. Maybe it won't be on Raw. Now... It, because going off of what you said, if this stable, and while this is all just, you know, Jay's dreamland right now, you're not going on anything. It's just a fun idea to toy with. If they did set up this Bullet Club reunion um, with Luke Carl and Finn, now who do you feud that stable with? You got two guys right now in Daniel Bryan and Rowan formerly known as Eric Rowan, before Vince put his magic touch on it. Now you got a guy returning who was also a part of the Wyatt family. You know, these guys were all Wyatt family at one point. Let's not forget Daniel Bryan was also wearing a jumpsuit. Um, you know, he wasn't a garbage man. He was actually a part of the Wyatt family. Um, how cool would that be? By the way, People listening, this won't happen. Don't worry. I'm not, I'm not suggesting this will ever take place. These are just things that are, that are fun to think about. If you're going to form a stable, you got to have people to feud them with, right? Or what's the point? Absolutely. You know, you, you normally don't, it happens on occasion, but you normally don't feud a stable with an individual, especially when that stable is a babyface stable. You can have an individual, say, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, try to infiltrate a stable of heels, and that works because then they get that babyface love. But when you got a, a babyface stable, you kind of got to feud them with another stable, a heel stable. So, you know, something to... When you, when you turn off this podcast and, and, and you get done with your Game of Thrones tonight, something to think about. I don't know if you guys have any conspiracy theories out there. Tweet me, at TTX Wrestling. I love to hear about them. You know, are they ever going to take place? No. But is it fun to, fun to talk about? Of course it is. That's why we're here. It's entertaining. Yeah. So let me know what you think. You're absolutely right, Ben, and and we're actually way over on time, so I'm just going to run down the rest of the people that, that got moved over. You have Elias, which we're going to talk more about Elias next week, um, but, you know, it's Elias. You, you have Bailey, who we're also going to talk about next week, is her tag team partner is uh, is doing some weird, weird stuff, man. Weird, weird stuff, and we're going to get into that next week. You have Ember Moon, uh, Kyrie Sane, Lars Sullivan reappeared, and Lars Sullivan is now a member of SmackDown. Uh, the aforementioned Buddy Murphy is also over there. Liv Morgan, Chad Gable, Apollo Crews, Mickey James, and then, of course, Otis and Tucker. The You know, the Viking freaking experience. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying, Ben. 
Next time you guys hear that, it will be on a t-shirt. All right. So once again, thanks for thanks for coming in. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, we have a whole lot more to talk about, including uh, the the names that we just mentioned, part of the super uh, superstar you know shakeup, um, and where they're going. We're going to learn what their new feuds are here within the next week or two. Um, so we're going to have a lot of stuff coming up. Please make sure that you listen to our past stuff. Um, we can be found anywhere that a podcast is available. You know, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, things like that. Also, make sure that you look out for us every single weekend on our new home. That is WrestlingNewsWorld.com. Also, make sure you check out WrestlingNewsWorld.com. Um, they have a lot of fun stuff on there. Uh, their news is legit. Um, I think I mentioned it while we were in New York. Thomas Fenton, you know, he just knows stuff. That's, that's all you can really say about Thomas Fenton. Um, Twitter, at TTX Wrestling. If you want to make fun of Ben, go for it. Everybody does. I do. I get on TTX Wrestling and make fun of him on TTX Wrestling, so make sure that you check that out. Uh, ben, what am I missing? You're not missing anything, guys. Sorry that my co-host was in such a hurry uh, to get us off the air. I had a lot I wanted to talk about. I'll save it for next week. Just make sure you come back and listen to us. Um, and yeah, tweet me. Call me an idiot. I don't care. I'm a grown man. I deal with it. I'll call you an idiot right back. The, Jay, send us out the only way that you know how, my my friend. The Viking freaking experience. Guy you with cool... To, uh, dude, I had, had to. You had to do it, didn't you? Guy with cool voice, take us out. Thank you for listening to Throw the Podcast. Join us again next week for even more wrestling commentary. Thank you.